Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 178 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you today, tonight, tomorrow? I'm feeling like a best offer. <laughs> and then we're super excited to have our special guest host, Texas Tornado Ken. How are you? Good. Happy to be back with you guys. What's that, Logan? I'm just pointing down. Point down. Okay, gotcha. The Hollywood Squares. <laughs> All right. So again, this is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. Very amazing show for everybody today. Got some awesome uh, news to reveal here. We're so we're going to talk about that. We're going to the Racing Car Hall of Fame. The voting is in. It's over. Tabulated. We had our um, independent. Accounting firm <laughs> verify the results. So those are in, and then we'll finish the show with King's Court. Yeah, I think it was uh, Dewey, Cheatham, and Hal, I think, from Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. So, <laughs> okay. uh, well, all right, we've got to go real, uh, I guess, a recap here or uh, upcoming races. I mean, we, we have a few things going on down in Daytona. So I'll cover them real quick because we have a we're recording a day late, and uh, we're going to get this turned around for everybody tonight, uh, tomorrow. So uh, over in the Crestman Truck Series, race number one, that's fresh from Florida 250 at Daytona International Speedway. That's going to be Friday night, February 16th at 7.30 p.m. Moving over to Xfinity Series, race number one, the United Rentals 300 at Daytona International Speedway. That is Saturday, February 17th at 5 p.m. The Biggie. Race number one in the Cup Series, Daytona 500, Daytona International Speedway. That's going to be Sunday, February 18th at 2.30 p.m. Formula One, we're still waiting. Their first race is Saturday, March 2nd at 10 a.m. And in IndyCar, race number one is going to be Sunday, March 10th at the streets of St. Petersburg, Petersburg. And the time is to be determined. But it's going to be on NBC Peacock, so... All right, that's all housekeeping there. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, we're back. You know, we're starting with NASCAR, and then we're going to fill in there with F1, IndyCar. So uh, you got any news you want to hit real quick on this? Uh, yes, I can I can hit some news real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, our, our good friend and friend of the show, Misha Wines, is down in Daytona right now. He's with the Daytona 500 contest winner from Panini. So he's down there in the duels are actually on as we speak. I've got them on my TV. It's race two right now. So uh, shout out to Misha down there in Daytona. I know he's having a blast. He got there this morning. He's already sent us a picture of the king, so that was pretty cool. Secondly. That means we didn't win. Huh? That means we didn't win the VIP. No, but on a side note, real quick on that. I won a box of 2023 Donruss. So that was a tier one prize. So it looks like I missed going to Daytona by that much. <laughs> so, so, I, so I barely missed. So, go to go. So anyway, uh, the other news I want to cover real quick. Uh, this year marks the 75th anniversary of the Petties being in NASCAR. Uh, of course, we all know that Lee Petty won his very first race in Heidelberg Raceway in 1949. I think it was October 2nd. And um, you know that, and that was like I said, it was his very first Cup race. Um, and, other, and another thing, another thing too, hashtag uh, Petty75. 
just so you know. And secondly, this is also Hendrick Motorsports' 40th anniversary in NASCAR this year. And, of course, we all know that Jeff Bodine won their very first race in Martinsville in 1984 in April. Uh, where I'm going with this real quick is I'm hoping that we see some kind of card sets or maybe some insert sets or something in the 2024 product. So that's that's where I'm going with that. So that's the news I wanted to show, and that's all the news I've got right now. All right. Well, on the, yeah, okay. I was going to say, for that, I can't believe Hendrick is 40. It'd be great if they had a, a card set out of Hendrick, card set out of uh, Petty, Legacy Motorsports or something. But, again, we got uh... – <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I've missed a couple of housekeeping things. I want We want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. And then the shout-outs to Used to Be Fast, Kyle Sachs, Jason Freeman, Tim Mozzie, High Octane Cards, Robbie's Hobbies, Kyle Katz, and Misha Wines for the YouTube comments. We read them, so please leave them. Appreciate it. And then if you love the show, uh, give us a like. If you really love the show, subscribe, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Yep. Hey, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. You said Heidelberg for Lee Petty. Was that Heidelberg, Pennsylvania? Yes, in I used to I used to live like two miles from Heidelberg, and you you never even knew that till just now. I I did not I did not then I knew there was a track there. I like follow a page on Facebook and all. Anyway, just curious. NASCAR so you, was everywhere, man. It was so that's crazy. Was, yeah, yeah. There's today. actually there's actually a Speedway Shopping Center is what it's called, I believe, where it used to be. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So. You, that's cool. So you were today today years old when you learned that. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, now let's let's go with the big elephant news in the room here. IndyCar is getting a card set from Parkside Cards. Um, it's a pretty big checklist and it's going to be on hobby hobby and hanger boxes so that's that's pretty awesome that's uh ken i, I know you were super excited oh yes yeah, so very excited this is the first uh like pack release set of IndyCar cards, you know, featuring current drivers. There have been some interim, there have been some like box sets and things like that. But this is the first like pack released set featuring current drivers since 2007. So pretty excited, pretty excited about that. Yeah, you don't see any of that Rittenhouse stuff. No, the boxes are usually on eBay when you can find them. They want at least a $150. And I mean, Really, all you're all you're going to pull from there that can even help get that would be the Danica Patrick autograph or the uh, Dan Weldon autograph. So I saw I was looking at I think it was the other day boxes they were like three fifty or something like that. There was an archives box that went for like five hundred, which I actually thought was maybe that was a steal, but because that has all the, I think it has a all the autos. It's like a master set. It, yeah, it is, and and it uh, I think that was a steal. I agree. So. Um, yeah, so February 8th, the release from Parkside uh, Cards, and they're excited to announce the first ever NTT IndyCar Series trading cards. Um, and so we have the 
the checklist here, and I thought, can we can uh, scroll through here? And uh, I, I don't know how you want to break this down, but it looked like it was 162 cards in the base set. Yes, uh, 162 card base set. Uh, you got 37 different drivers, uh, which is you know impressive. I mean, you only get 33 drivers even make the Indianapolis 500, which is the biggest race of the year. Uh, so each of the 37 drivers has two driver cards. And, and again, the images we've seen are just what's limited to what was on, you know, on the release on Parkside cards. Um, so although this does say driver and car, I did not notice that. So anyway, 37 drivers, two driver cards, you know, cards one and two are below three and four Dixon. And that's how it works all the way through uh, card. What would that be? 74, right? 74. Uh, and then you, and then you got a 2023. After that, you got a 2023 race winners subset, and then you have a couple of random cards there, a logo card, and then an Indianapolis 500 logo card, and then you have the 20, the 33 drivers. Actually, technically 34 because you get the you got the uh, bumped qualifier. Wow. Um, so the Indianapolis 500 qualifier subset. And then there, what appears to be, and this, what I was saying is this just looks like it's another cars subset. So I don't know, you know, maybe one is just the car, the earlier one is just the car. And then maybe this has pictures of more of the pit crew. Yeah, we haven't seen pictures, so we don't truly know what those are. I'll go um, through the pictures that are on the website. When we go look at the hobby boxes and the hangers, there's, I think, like five or six cards, uh, p images in there. So, And then, yeah, so that's a 162-card set. And then with, you know, like personally, I'm going to try to complete the master set minus the autographs and then minus the – there are going to be some serial-numbered parallels apparently um or at least some parallels i guess i'm can't remember if they said they were serial numbered but with the insert sets i mean you're easily looking at another 150 cards so you're looking at well over 300 cards to complete that set alone and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty confident that would make it the biggest indie car set ever so there's the marquee moments looks like it's going to be insert the race events is another one which looks like is the uh, 17 races during the season, the pit pass. There's the Indy NXT. So that's like the uh, that's like the equivalent of the Xfinity series for NASCAR. That's the feeder series. So it says there mm -hmm. parallels blue to one blue to ten and gold one hundred ones for that sub series. There the helmet hardware. Those will and be then, nice. And then iconic iconic images. So those all appear to be obviously tracks of some Pod sort. Uh, podiums. And then we have the signatures. And then we also show parallels, blue to 99, black to 10, and gold 101. That's interesting that they would have blue 99 here, but then they'd have blue to here. For the, yeah. And what that does, I mean, what that tells me is you would think, though, that the base unless there is no base autograph, if the base is going to be more than the blue, it does seem like the production run on this set is going to be pretty high. 
which yeah. to me is a good thing because I want there to be more of it out there. Right. And, you know, we get to the hobby boxes, there's two autos per box. So uh, there's the Americana. Uh, it looks like it's just Alice Blow. Uh, three relics. And then Redemption looks pretty cool. There's a 2023 Indy 500 signed flag, helmet, milk jar, an Indy car, Indy 500, four pack of tickets. Yeah, and that says 2024, I noticed. So you better open your boxes soon or you're going to, you know, you're going to have an expired redemption real fast. Those are the ones where you just want to definitely open them because uh, <laughs> I think they had that. Well, I know they did back like in 2000 upper deck SP authentic. I think there was like uncut sheets and there was other cool stuff in there. So, but um, that that's the, the checklist there let me close that and let's go to the website and, and investigate those a little more let's make sure that's coming through okay so we have the hobby boxes so this is the 2024 indycar collection volume one hobby box it says shipping in march 2024 it's basically 90 dollars and in the details, Hobby Boss contains 20 packs with eight cards a pack, and you're guaranteed two autographs. And then there's also says about exclusive features, autograph memorabilia, chance to own signed racing history, relics cards, authentic brick from Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, there's a pre-order here. So here are the cards, the Alex below. And here's another image here. So that top one would be the NXT because I believe that's Nolan Siegel. I can't quite read it. Yep, that, that is good. correct. And then the one behind that is a uh, leg. That's not the pit pass. That's the gosh darn it. Maybe that is the pit pass one. No, because uh, iconic images. Okay, I'm not sure which one that is. I was okay. trying to figure it out, but. So here's some more images. Pedal Award. There's your there's your pit pass there. And there is one pit pass card for every driver that's also in the base set. And then you have some of the car, I guess, cars here and what the wrapper would look like. And so these are boxed. Uh, there's a pre-order here. They're, they are packaged 24 boxes to a case for hobby boxes. That's a big case, man. Yeah, yeah you could hurt somebody if that, fell, if that fell on you. That, that hurt you. I don't think many people are buying these by the case. <laughs> I, I don't think so either, unfortunately. I don't think we're buying a case combined, are we, guys? <laughs> uh, no. I'm buying one uh, box right now. It's all I can afford. <laughs> so then the other configuration is the retail hanger and that is configured that's averaging 25 cards including two foil base parallels one marquee moments one race events one pit pass card and a chance for an autograph every 18 packs that's that's not too bad i, th I think that's probably a little bit better than what panini does with their um their blaster boxes and their hanger packs. 
I'm not sure. Now those are those are boxed fifty to a case. That's a lot of boxes. <laughs> a lot of hangers, yeah. So I did I did do some quick math the day this came out. Um, you know, it depends on what route you're wanting to collect or whatnot. But I do recall that I did the math on the price per card. The hobby boxes, the price per card is higher, but you are guaranteed those two autographs per box is where on the hanger boxes. I didn't even see that they had them. So you said they were, I believe, one in 18 boxes. And I don't know. I don't know how the inserts fall. But yeah, if you know, you just want to have some of these, you know, the 25 count boxes should be lower as far as your price per card. Uh, and it was a pretty, it was a significant difference. It was like 15 cents or so a card, the difference. That was just, again, something I worked out in my head when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to purchase. Well, I've got one one comment here. I think you'll be able to figure out which pack has the authentic brick in it from the brickyard. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe. I think, I think you'll be able to figure that one out, unless they have these really big, thick decoy cards in there that weigh a lot. Who knows? Okay, so one other thing I saw on Twitter the other day from Parkside Cards, and it didn't have anything to do with IndyCar, but it got my uh, spidey sense tingling here. And so this was the tweet here that Pronto is back and better than ever. Collect six cards each week featuring your favorite players' moments and highlights from... The women's soccer. So I didn't realize they did those. I didn't know if you can you you saw that they had done what they call. So we have tops now, which is you know the weekly thing. We have Panini Instant, and Parkside does Pronto. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. Did we did we did you notice? I saw it. I didn't really look too deeply into it. Do we believe that those are like just post events or are they just uh oh it does say season? So yeah, they are so more so they are more like an instant and less like a tops living where there's just six new cards per week. Right. So it looks like they actually you could buy the whole year, prepay for the year or so they're they're showing here now this is a soccer version and we don't know if they're gonna do IndyCar, but it makes sense for them to do it. Uh and so we're going just by soccer here. As an example, it's 320, and it mentions that there are weekly cards pre-ordered and shipped to you as they print for the entire 2024 uh, NWSL season. Each week, we will create, create five cards, no fewer, maybe more, celebrating the season's best moments. And so they kind of break the pricing transparency and i think that's awesome so basically they're saying okay 28 weeks at ten dollars a card and then shipping for those 28 weeks five hours so it totals like 419 72 and then they're they're giving you break at 320 here so ten dollars a card or ten dollars a week basically ten dollars for your six cards or five cards i th i think that's right i yeah because it only says 20 so ten dollars a week and they're saying yeah. five cards no fewer than five a week yeah. and again this is you know for the soccer but i didn't know i mean i knew parkside create had soccer cards 
but I didn't know they had this Pronto subscription. So well, uh, and- that's very in very interesting. So maybe they'll bring this over to IndyCar. That how cool would that be? And keep in mind too that that said twenty eight weeks. Well, in theory, for what it's worth, that should be cheaper for IndyCar because we only have seventeen events. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we have seventeen events. But we have the Iowa is a double header. You have a race Saturday and a race Sunday. And then I can't remember if there are any other double headers off the top of my head. So, you know, it seems like it would make that potentially if they were to run that, you know, just a little more affordable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's something that it's 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 a pricey little add on. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be hard pressed to not, <laughs> you know do that because that's just something else and you know we've heard this is a three-year contract i saw that on twitter and you know hopefully this works out great and it goes much longer than that but if they don't we have another 15 years without cards i want to have all the cards i can get yes (laughs) well i was just thinking and this is where i think uh you know panini dropped the ball with the panini instant for nascar but you have guys you know with first wins and then being able to collect, say your driver is whoever, and and they win, and you collect just there. I mean, if you don't buy the, I'm sure you don't have to buy the whole set. You can buy the ones that you want. But say you just wanted to buy the Pelos or just the Scott Dixons or something, you know. Uh, so I just think that would be pretty cool. Or first time winners, just their cards. I know I had done that in 2017. Uh, Austin Dillon had his first wins, and Ryan Blaney had his first win. Uh, Stenhouse had his first win. So, well, and what I was thinking was, look, it, it's it's very unlikely because I think it's only happened. What we hear in NASCAR a couple times. What if you have a Shane Van Gisbergen incident where the guy comes in and in his first darn race doesn't have any cards, but in his first darn race comes in and wins? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a first call. You know, I would think they would try to do drivers if they just had their first card. For example, in this set is Linus Lundquist. Uh, He didn't start driving an IndyCar last year until later in the season. So, um, you know, in theory, if that happened this year, you could actually have cards of the the driver, even if it's not a guy that comes in and wins, but you could have the cards of the driver, throw him a car, makes first IndyCar start, you know. I mean, Tops does that with F1. Well, here's a crossover that we're not even thinking about. Kyle Larson, Indy 500. Yeah, he'll he'll definitely probably if they do pronto, then sign me up. I'm I want I want a lot of pronto. Yeah, hadn't me even, too. Hadn't even thought of that, but that's a that's a fantastic call. And you're just not likely going to get. I mean, you had Kurt well, a few years ago. You had Kurt, Kurt Busch. Well, there's that I know of. There's no cards that picture him into that nope. Indy car. Uh, AJ Allmendinger was also in that race, and I think he might have some cards out there where he was with Indy car, but. They're not that particular race specific. I mean, those guys were in the same race. So that's a great point that I hadn't even thought about. No, this is this is awesome. I, hopefully they'll have um, stuff for sale at the tracks, maybe at the Indy 500. I, I'm just I'm wanting IndyCar to do very well and put pressure on Panini to step up their game and get their roadblocks out of the way and you know, the more I think competition is better for everybody. Right. So, yeah, hopefully, like I said, I'm just, I'm hopeful. I, you know, we, I think all of us suspect the, the uh, uh, success of the Ganassi cards last year 
had a little something to do with this. And I think, you you know, you know, some things that I don't know and vice versa. That might be the case. Did you want me to uh, go over the part where we talked about like first cards for drivers? Sure. Yeah. You want me to bring the checklist? Or... No, I don't think it's necessary okay. unless you just want to put it up there, which is fine. So we do have 37 drivers in this set, as we mentioned earlier. So 22 drivers of the 37, this will be their first mainstream U.S. released cards. And by that, I mean something that was issued in a pack in the United States. Uh, so 22 of those. And there are some notable names on there uh, that don't have any mainstream trading cards. Some of these guys have like the green light cards that y'all have discussed, like after race wins. Some of these guys have like some track giveaway, like Cooper Tires, Road to Indy cars, uh, things like that. But nothing like mainstream. And some of the guys that have not had a mainstream card. Joseph Newgarden, who is a two-time series champ and the reigning Indy 500 champion. Alexander Rossi, who won the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500 in his first attempt. Uh, Pato Award, who is, you know, arguably the series' most popular driver. Uh, Scott McLaughlin won a couple races last year, and so you guys highlight him. He's got a couple of Australian supercars cards, but you can't just go on eBay and grab those if you want them. No. Uh, you got Colton Herta, who was rumored to be the guy going to F1 if Andretti went. I don't know that that was true, but that was the big rumor because he does race for Andretti. Ryan Hunter-Ray, who is an Indy 500 winner, a series champion. Um, he does not have any mainstream cards. Simon Pagano, also a series champion, an Indy 500 champ. And Takuma Sato, who's a two-time Indy 500 champion. Now, he has some of those Futura cards. You guys have talked about those before, but... I don't consider those mainstream. They weren't released in the States. Obviously, IndyCar is a stateside for the most part thing. So, And then there are 15 drivers that have existing cards. But over half of these drivers, this will be their first mainstream card of any sort. A lot of these guys will sign through the mail. So, you know, there's that. Also, keep in mind that IndyCar does... Every race weekend, they do a big signing where all the drivers are there. May only be 45 minutes, and you may have to be there two hours before it to get in line, but they do that. So, you know, this is everybody that was in the field last year, unless I'm just not thinking of someone plus, because you only had 33 guys in the five, 33 drivers in the 500 alone, and you got 37 drivers here. I did want to see what you guys thought, and I put this question on uh, Twitter, and then I just kind of screenshotted my tweet and then put it on Instagram. What current IndyCar driver do you think has the most cards? And I took these—I took this information straight from Trading Card Database, so it will be directionally correct. I mean, it may not be down to the number. Who would you think? And I can already tell you both of your answers. The answer is no. So, Marcus Armstrong. Your uh, that is actually the right answer. I was going to say that. By leaps and bounds, he is more than double the next driver. But go ahead and explain the reason. I don't need to do it. Because he was in 2020 Chrome F1. Yeah, he's in F1. He's in 2020, 2021, and 2022. He has 423 cards. The next is 193, Roman Grosjean. 
That's a NASCAR radio buttload. Who was in 2020 and 2021. The next is Lungard, Christian Lungard, who was in 2020 and 2021 F1. Uh, Yeah. And then uh, the only other guys over 100 are actually the next one. The fourth one is has NASCAR cards. And still has some coming out. Kimi Rakkinen? Santino Ferrucci. Santino Ferrucci. Yeah. He has 168. And then the next is 122 cards. And this guy, he's he's in the set. And I think he's only driven one race in IndyCar. But that's Yuri Vips. Because he was in F1. And then the only other guy that wasn't in NASCAR F1 over 100 is Marco Andretti with 116. He was in Goodwin Champions. So anyway, I just thought that was a cool little piece of trivia, especially that Marcus Armstrong, the reigning rookie of the year for the series. Uh, yeah, more than double any of the other drivers. In the that's because I, I picked up some of those 2020 Chrome F1s. That's why. Oh, I have. And, a, and I know we, we, we've talked about him, you know, with us, with, with us here on NASCAR radio covering mm-hmm. F1 IndyCar and, and NASCAR that uh, I knew that, but when you were talking about it and I didn't think about this until you said like, okay, who's going to be the first one to have a TTM set, <laughs> an autographed IndyCar set. So uh, that's a great, a great challenge. So, or that a good quest, challenge. you know, that is a good quest and, and, and very doable. So it, uh, yeah, if you can get to tracks, it's doable because my understanding is, Ganassi guys, the Ganassi does not like support them signing through the mail. Like you can't just mail it to the Ganassi shop and they'll return it. Now I know, uh, I know Will Power. Like for example, will sign. I've seen him post pictures or videos of him signing. I think last year before he went to Indy. Um, but yeah, some of them you know may not do it through the mail, and some of them are kind of grumpy, and some of them won't even be in a race this year. You know, Actually, somebody, I didn't say it was going to be super easy, yeah. but, but <laughs> it, it would be it would be fascinating to see if you could do it. Because, yeah, like Benjamin Peterson, unfortunately, he's not in the series this year, so he would be tough. Um, but, yeah, that would be I mean, it'd be something that I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would I'm going to at least do what I can, but I'm also realistic. I wonder what the uh, possibility is of uh, doing that. So those were some of the things that I had as far as the the breakdowns of this set. Super excited about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even have other words. I'm just yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I know we're we're coming up here to try to earmark some time uh, for the other stuff. Anything else for IndyCar? I know. Oh, I know what I was going to say is like, you know, with this whole Andretti F1 deal, that, uh, that maybe more folks. Uh, in the U.S. turn away from F1 and come to IndyCar, so. That would be my hope. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of people that seem bitter about it, and I get that. Um, Obviously, to me, IndyCar racing is, the racing itself is a much better product than Formula One, so hopefully some of these folks will come over. And you know what? A lot of what I think did, I mean, yes, Drive to Survive was huge for F1, but so were trading cards coming out during the pandemic. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, the, the uh, one of the challenges would be that it's not one of the mainstream card manufacturers. Obviously, F1 came out with tops. So, again, came out with tops, came out during the pandemic. So kind of a perfect storm of things. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're right. I hope that maybe uh, this can uh, get some more people interested in 
IndyCar because to me it is the most enjoyable series to watch race. Well, it's definitely a lot more competitive F1. So I know I put me in that camp where I was really totally disappointed with F1 with that Andretti ruling. And to basically do what they did, you know, we got three races in the U.S. for F1. All the IndyCar <laughs> races are in the U.S. pretty much. Maybe they have something in Canada, but, that you know, they're more spread out in the U.S. And, you know, if they wanted the U.S. market, well, that wasn't the way to do it. So, well, one, uh, one additional note on IndyCar news, if you guys, you guys may or may not seen. The season-ending race was supposed to be the, Nash- the streets of Nashville this year, and it actually they've moved it to Nashville Super Speedway because of construction for the Titans' new stadium. Yep. I saw that. I saw that today, actually. But I'm happy to have another oval on the on the schedule because it's weighted too heavily toward road and street courses, in my opinion. So I've got one other comment about all this. IndyCar cards are a lot like NASCAR cards in the fact that they're affordable. Which, which makes to me makes them a great collectible for your collection a collector. It's not inflated like, or I should say, over overflated, over inflated like Formula One cards. So that's another positive I think for IndyCar cards. And and you know and like I said, if you get to races, a lot of these drivers are very personable. I don't know how it compares to the NASCAR guys. I haven't met but a couple of NASCAR drivers in my life. So I can't speak, but in general, the IndyCar drivers are at least bare minimum good with fans. Some are great. Some are grumpy, but you got, you got 37 drivers in this set. Not everyone is going to be, you know, happy all the time. Things happen. Um, But in general, most of these guys are very good to the vans, very personable. Um, and like I said, they do track signings. Uh, if you can get a pit pass, you know, a lot of these guys will sign in the garage area. Um, you know, so there's a lot There's a lot of options. And part of what got me into IndyCar so much was when I went to Indianapolis in 2007 and had a pit pass and I met some of these guys. And they were just some – Dario Franchitti was the first one I met and was just an absolute just, – just the nicest guy. And Dan Weldon, I met him later. I met him, unfortunately, the Indy 500. I met him the one, his second one that he won. Unfortunately, it was his last 500 before the Las Vegas incident. But again, just just a super nice guy. And there's just a lot of that. So, yeah, and that's also a positive. That's that's different, uh, you know, from Formula One because I, I think access to Formula One drivers is like very, very, very limited. I mean. Even commentators can't get into certain areas, much less fans for Formula One. So, yeah, that's another positive for sure. All right, let's uh, wrap that up here. So we're super excited about Parkside producing IndyCar, and uh, we'll, uh, I guess we'll see next month how how that rolls. So looking forward to that release. We'll see if we get some more information as it becomes available. All right, let's move on to our next subject. The Racing Card Racing Card, right? Racing Card Hall of Fame. Yes. All right. You want to start we'll start the countdown from number 10. How do you want to do this here? Yeah, first of all, I want to thank everybody. Oh. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for voting. We couldn't do this without you guys out there. We really appreciate it. 
Uh, what we've done here is we're going to start at number 10 and work our way up to number one for all the inductees. And this is going to be going by vote totals in which we're also going to show the vote totals later on after we show these, these 10 inductees. So we're, like I said, we're going to start at the bottom at number 10, uh, the card that got, uh, you know, the 10th place amount of votes. So uh, I guess Val is on his phone. <laughs> so anyway, uh, like I said, I, we, we really appreciate you guys uh, with the Racing Card Hall of Fame. So, yeah, let's get let's get going, Val, if, you, if you're ready. All right, number 10. This is the 1989 Max Dale Earnhardt number three. It sounds like we've got some applause and some things going on in the background. That's pretty cool. It's trying to be a drum roll. <laughs> It's a drum roll. Okay, drum roll, please. There we go. You ready? You ready for number nine? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to mention this. Okay. Let's talk about Good. the card real quick. Uh, of course, everybody knows this is uh, Dale Hart Sr.'s first pack released card in 1989 because, you know, he didn't have a card in 1988 because of licensing issues. Uh, it's a beautiful card. It's orange border, and it's it's really hard to, to gem in, in uh, you know, in, in a graded form, but it's a great card. So, yeah, that is number 10. All right, so let's move on to number nine. All right, number nine. This is the 1969 Panini Campo. I believe that's pronounced Campione, Campionini. I, I don't. I'm. I know I'm butchering the heck out of that. Dello Mario Andretti number card, card number one seventeen. This is actually a sticker, and this is uh, Mario's very first, you know, trading card or sticker ever produced by Panini. Uh, of course, it, like I said, it's from 1969. Uh, what that translates into, it translates into Champions of Sport, for those of you who may not know that. And that set featured famous athletes from around the world. And it's like, it's a huge set. It's like 496 stickers. And there's a lot of cool other stickers in there as well. But this is uh, probably his most popular famous card or sticker. So let's move on to number eight. Number eight is the 2000 SP Authentic Sign of the Times Dale Earnhardt number DE. And of course, this card is just a beautiful card. It's got it's part of a 59 card autograph card set. And of course, this is the key card to completing the set. And it's got a large, bold signature. It's a beautiful card. If you have one of these cards, uh, you know how great this card is. And, of course, this card falls at number eight. It's one of his most desirable cards, by the way. So moving on to number seven. And if anybody has any comments they want to make, feel free to comment as we go along through here. So uh, number seven, this is 1996 Press Pass Burning Rubber, Dale Earnhardt, card number BR3. Not BR549, but it's BR3. <laughs> For those of you who know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, in 1996, Press Pass was the very first company to put any kind of memorabilia whatsoever on a trading card. And they started with race-used tires, of course. And then, of course, everybody else started putting uniforms and doing everything else. But Press Pass was the very first company. Very, you know, they were a trailblazing company, very innovative. And this is probably the greatest card from that set, of course. And it's Dale Earnhardt's card. It's got the race-used rubbers you can see there. All right, so number six. 
Number six is the 1988 Max Richard Petty card number 43. Now, as we all know, this card came from the Charlotte set only. It was not in the very first printing, the Myrtle Beach set. But again, this is Richard Petty's very first mainstream card. Um, and of course, it replaced the Daytona International Speedway card that was in the original printing of the Myrtle Beach 88 Max set. So with I guess where I'm going with that is this card is a little bit more limited. I won't say it's probably a lot, a lot limited, but it's a little bit more limited than all the other cards in the set, just because it was only available in the second printing. But like I said, it is the King's first card. And if you're doing any kind of TTM, that's a cool card to send in and get done since it doesn't have any high gloss. It He autographs those things really, really nicely. Got to love that back. All that stats. Yeah, it's got all the stats from when he started in 19, I think 1958. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a cool card. In fact, I had sent when Val and I went to uh, to his uh, museum, we left. I left a couple of hit those cards there for him to send back to me. So that was pretty cool. All right. So let's go on to um, number five. This is the 1987 World of Outlaws Jeff Gordon card number 52. And these cards were available like at souvenir stands at World of Outlaws cards back in the, you know, the late 80s. And I think actually you could buy those sets like even you could buy them like an 88, 89 if you went to a World of Outlaws race. It's not like they were selling like crazy. But anyway, this this is, of course, is the key card in that set. And uh, like I said, that's that set was sold or the, the cards were sold as a set in a box at the track but it's uh it's it's one of jeff's most popular cards jeffy poo so pretty cool card right there so that was number five i think they only made like eight thousand of those sets they didn't make a whole lot and they just didn't fly off the shelves if i remember correctly uh because i bought one when they had a, a word of outlaws race here um i don't think jeff was in it though um it was pretty pricey at the time. It was like $25 or something. You know, it was, they were pretty proud of them. Yeah. We covered 87, 88 world all outlaws in episode 40. Yeah, I want to say it was like a, they made 10,000 and then 2000 of them were uncut sheets and then the rest were boxed up. Like you were saying. Yeah, you are correct, sir. Oh, <laughs> you are correct. All right. Let's move. Keep it moving. All right. Keep it moving. Card number four, inductee number four. This is the 1983 Uno Dale Earnhardt card number 27. Uh, this card right here, uh, a lot of people, including myself and Val, I don't know about Ken, but we consider this Dale Earnhardt's rookie card right here, the 1983 Uno card. Um, it's very rare. In fact, you know, when I started collecting racing cards in 19, well, you know, 1988, it was like, like maybe a couple years after that, we didn't even know this set existed till all of a sudden it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I think it was a promo set and it was, uh, you know, it just was not given away hardly. But um, if you're lucky enough to own any of these cards, you know how rare they are. Uh, it's a beautiful card. As you can see, you got Earnhardt on there with uh, he's in victory lane with some of the, the ladies in victory lane. And then the back looks like uh, just a regular Uno card from a Uno deck that you would just, you know, one of the playing cards 
but it's a beautiful card. Um, it's hard to get gemmed because of the back, because of that black. You'll get a lot of fish eyes and scratches and things on it. So trying to find a gem mint copy is pretty tough, but it's a great card. Everybody wants this card. I think for the most part, uh, this card is probably just about on everybody's want list if you're a racing racing collector. But yeah, this is card number four. So cool. All right. And then there were three. All right. Number three. Look at that. 1988 Max Dale Earnhardt card number 99. This is the, as they call it, the promo card. This is the card that they printed up. They thought they were going to get Dale Earnhardt Sr. under contract for 1988, and it just didn't happen. So they held him back. And uh, when Max went bankrupt, or I guess, yeah, when went bankrupt, a lot of these cars made it out into the wild. So there's a lot of cards out there, but they're still tough. Um, it's still a card that's like, again, it's like the, the Uno card. It's on everybody's want list. Everybody wants this card. It's probably maybe a Grail card, um, but it's a beautiful card. As you can see, it's pretty much, in fact, I think it's the same pose that's on the 89 Max. I think it's cropped maybe a little bit less than the other card. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. But you notice the colors are way different on it, too, as well. But uh, there are counterfeits of these cards. We talked about that before here on NASCAR Radio. Um, I'm sure Val probably could tell us the, the episode. Actually, I know we have a short on the YouTube channel, as a, I think as a reel as well, as well as a small little one-minute clip for that. Yeah, so like I said, this is, there, there are ways to tell. It's pretty easy. The, the easiest way by far is Canapolis is misspelled on the back. Uh, it goes to show you that, that people that, that forge trading cards don't know how to spell. So, But, yeah, this is a beautiful card. Uh, if you've got one in, in a PSA 10, man, that's, it's a great card to have. All right, so let's move on to number two. All right, number two. 1992 tracks Richard Petty Dale Earnhardt card number A1. This was the very first year that any NASCAR autograph trading cards were um, were inserted in packs at all. This was the very first time, and this by far is the biggest card. Um, you know, Jeff Gordon also has a card. There's a lot of other good cards in there, but this is the one that everybody wants. I remember when this card came out. Even back in 1992, this was like a thousand dollar card. People were going crazy over this card, and I and I can see why. I mean, you've got two seven time champions. Of course, uh, Dale Earnhardt didn't have seven championships at that point, but it's it's a card that everybody wants. I think it's a NASCAR glamour card, um, and again, it's one that everybody wants. And it seems like there's a lot out there because uh, you see them on eBay, you know, all the time. But, you know, if you watch eBay real close, you got to watch out, as we've shown before uh, on King's Court. Uh, there's some out there that were blank cards and people have forged autographs on them. So you got to watch out for that. You know, again, if you have any questions on any kind of the, those things, you can uh, DM myself or Val directly and we will be glad to help you out if you're, you know, have an issue with a card or want to know more about the cards. But, yeah, this is a beautiful card, man. I, I love this card. Yeah, this is only two cards that are 
pack certified with dual auto of Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Sr. This one, and then um, a, was it a '98 tradition? I think it is with with the two of them. But um, it, it's a massive, you know, a dual sign by those two legends. Yeah, that other one that you're talking about, you you rarely now that one's tough. You rarely see that one pop up on eBay. I want to say that's numbered maybe out of two fifty or something like that. Maybe yeah. it's not numbered, but it, it is a tough one to find. So, but very limited. All right. So drum roll for card number one. I think everybody knows by this time what this card is going to be. What Tons could it be? What could it be? Oh, I don't know. Hmm, what could it be, Ken? Da, 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 da. Here you go. Card number one. Got the most votes. The 1972 STP Richard Petty without a number on it. Of course, we all know about this card. We all, all know how tough it is, how it was issued in Daytona in 1972. Uh, a lot of them got thrown away. They're very condition sensitive. It's a Mount Rushmore of NASCAR cards card. It's also a NASCAR Glamour card. It's a card that everybody wants. It's a card to find in, in high grade. I think there's only one PSA 9 and one PSA 8, and there's like a handful of 7s. So that should tell you uh, how tough this card is, and there's not very many that have been graded. So it is the card. Uh, in fact, you know, it's what, like Val says, it's it's the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle of NASCAR trading cards, in, in my opinion, in his opinion. We, we both agree on that. But uh, yeah, this is uh, card number one. This is this card got the most votes. This is the car you acquire and then fly to Randleman to get it autographed in person. It is, <laughs> as we all know, people people doing that. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Justin Channels. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the list there. You want to want me to go to the next slide for the results for the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, we'll go over the the voting results real quick. All right, so we're going to start here at uh, one through. Oh, I, I messed that up. No, th yeah, this is the bottom. This is from 21 to 40. Yeah, this should be 21, 21 through 40. Um, as you can see, card, um, the very last card that got the least amount of votes was the 96 Upper Deck Dale Earnhardt, number, th number 301. Then from there, this was a surprise to me, the 2011 Wheels Element Chase, Chase Elliott Undiscovered elements number nine. It only got one vote. Then the Max Verstappen from Tops 2020 Chrome also got one vote. And then I was also surprised about this one: the 1979 Avalon Hill AJ Foyt number 21. They only got two votes. And then at number 36, the 1983 Uno Daryl Waltrip got two votes. And again, more surprises here as well. The 1994 Wheels High Gear uh, Day One Gold, Dale Earnhardt Jr. only got two votes. The 70, and this one was really surprised me because this is a, a tough card. The 72 STP uh, Fred Lorenzen Portrait card only got three votes. Very, very surprising on that. Uh, then also more surprises. The 1982 Kidco Tough Wheels Dale Earnhardt card also got three, along with the Wheels High Gear Day One, just the regular Day One Dale Earnhardt Jr. number 183. And then number 31 was the 2000 Upper Deck Jimmy Johnson, which also a lot of these cards surprised me. I, I would have thought they got a lot more votes. 
but it only got four votes. That was card number 38. And the 1999 uh, Dale Earnhardt Earnhardt Jr. Auto number five, excuse me, out of 500, card number 83 got four votes. But let me stop right there real quick, because if you notice the 1999 SP Dale Hart Jr. Auto card and the 2000 Upper Deck Racing Jimmy Johnson card each got four votes. And the way that, that the rules are written for the uh, Racing Card Hall of Fame is the bottom 10 cards will be taken off of the list for next year to allow for you know, new nominees. And there was a tie there. So we had a vote from all the committee members and the card that got voted off the island was the 2000 Upper Deck Racing Jimmy Johnson card number 38, just so everybody knows. So keep on going real quick. Uh, card number 29, uh, the SP Authentic Jimmy Johnson number 39. Again, more surprises. Only got five votes, which was 12.8% of the vote. Um, along with that was the 2020 Tops Chrome Lewis Hamilton card number one. Only had five. And the 1996 Pinnacle Zenith Seven Wonders card of Dale Earnhardt got five as well. I'm gonna, all these others got five that I'm going to mention real quick. The 1992 Grid F1 Michael Schumacher card also got five. It That card, you see that a lot on eBay. I mean, a lot on eBay. I think that card has been graded like crazy. I do not know what the population is, but I'm surprised about that because how popular it seems to be. Uh, also, the 1991 IROC Dale Earnhardt card. And also the 1983 Uno Richard Petty. Only got five. So all those got five votes. That that was, I was amazed that they were that low. And at number 23, the 2002 uh, Choice Rising Stars Kyle Bush, that got six votes. The 1996 Press Fast M4 Sheet Metal Dale Earnhardt Sr. M2 card with, with seven. And the 1988 Max Cover card, which I was surprised he got this many votes. Card number 1B, it's the Charlotte that mentions 100, got seven votes. So that, that's your bottom your bottom ones from uh, 21 down to 40. Any comments? No, I think you pointed out some of the same uh, surprises as, as I did. Or, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised at some of those, uh, especially like the Jimmy Johnsons and some of the Earnhardts. I'm surprised they, didn't, they weren't up higher on this list. I feel like with the Earnhardts, though, you just you have so many Earnhardts. I mean, how many of them made the top ten? I mean, I think it was like half of the top ten was Earnhardt. So yes, it was. You know, there he had so many to choose from that I think that you know some of them are just just sheer numbers. Some of them had to be knocked knocked down pretty good. Yeah, and of course, uh, it's like a Cubs fan. There's always next year. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's um. Let's go to the top, top 20. Yeah. Let's go to the top 20. All right. The top 20 started at number 20, the 72 STP Fred Lorenzen with car. Uh, As we all know, this is probably the toughest card in the 72 STP set. Um, You know, I've been trying to find one in good shape for years and now I've waited too long and I probably can't afford to get one now because it's so rare and when they do come up, it's so expensive. But number 19 is the 1992 Tracks autograph, Jeff Gordon, number A7. It had 
eight votes and it had 20 percent of the of the votes of the voters and as you guys know as i've talked about before that is the very first autograph card that i ever pulled in my life and when i got it it's like who is this guy i mean i kind of knew knew of him from saturday night thunder but um you know it, it turned out to be pretty good so next was um at number 18 was the 1991 Pro Set John Force, card number 17. It had eight votes, along with, and this is one of Ken's favorites right here, the 1911 American Tobacco Company T36 Barney Oldfield card. Only got eight votes. And that's a tough card right there. And I don't know if you want to comment any on that, Ken, or not. Since, I was uh, just, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised. And when I say surprised, also excited. To see that it, you know, it got that many votes because it's just one that, you know, when you look at all of these results, it's obviously very NASCAR centric. Um, the F1 cards were pretty much all on the second page. I don't know. Did any of the F1 cards make this page? It doesn't even look like any of the F1 cards did. Uh, yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. And it's a set that just is older, not well known. And I, you know, Barney Oldfield, his name, while he was associated with speed at his time. His name is not Richard Petty, Mario Andretti, or Dale Earnhardt, or Jeff Gordon. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that one receive eight votes. Yeah, well, I guess that's not bad. That's pretty good, actually. Okay. So at number 16, we had the 1998 Press Pass Signings, Dale Earnhardt Jr., card number 39. It had nine votes with 23.1% of the vote, along with the 1993 Texaco Davy Allison autograph number AU1 and Ken's going to like this one too. The 1961 Marhofer Indianapolis 500 AJ Foyt uh, unnumbered card. All those got uh, nine votes, which was 23.1% of the voters. But I was glad to see the Mar Marhofer get up there because I mean, that's a card, Ken, that people really don't know about. I mean, and, and not only that, that card is extremely rare. It's it's very tough. It's probably tougher than the old field we were talking about, to be honest, because of the way it was distributed. Absolutely. And, and you've got the only card of that from that issue of that card that I have ever seen in my life. Yes, that is the highest ranked card I have on this list. And yes, that was definitely one of my, you know, whatever you want to call coffin cards, grail cards. And I was fortunate enough to pull that uh, to, to win an auction for that last year. Yeah, man, you did good on that one. Proud of you for that one. All right, so number 13 was the 1991 Tracks Jeff Gordon card number one. That's the one with the black border that everybody knows about. It's tough to grade because of the black border, but uh, it got 10 votes with uh, a little over 25% of the voting public voted for that one, uh, along with the 86 Sports Star Photographics Dale Earnhardt card, which also has no number. It has a couple different backs. And probably the second toughest 72 STP card, the 72 STP Bobby Allison card, which is, I, you know, like I said, I think it's like the second toughest card in the STP set. I don't know why those things are so tough, but they're extremely tough. So moving on here now, everybody knows the top 10. Uh, and I'll go through those real quick. Um, with 12 votes each, you had the 1989 Max Dale Earnhardt card number three and the 1969 Panini uh, Campionini Dello uh, Mario Andretti card number 17. 
each got 12 with 30% of the vote. Next, we had the 2000 SP sign of the times. Dale Earnhardt had 35% of the vote with 14 votes. Number seven was, of course, the 1996 press pass burning rubber. It had 15 votes with 38%. The next card, number number six on the list, 1988 Max Richard Petty card, number 43, had 16 votes with 41% of the vote. Then all these ones from five on up had, you know, 50% or more of the voters voted for these cards. So, of course, it was the 87 Ward of Outlaws, Jeff Gordon. It had 53.8% with 21 votes. The 83 Uno Dale Earnhardt had 22 votes with 56.4. The 88 Dale Earnhardt card number 99 had 28 votes with 71.8% of the voters. The at number two, the 1992 tracks Richard Petty Dale Earnhardt had 29 votes and it had almost 75% of the vote. And of course, the, the big winner was the 72 SDP Richard Petty and it had 34 votes out of the 39 voters and it had 87.2% of the vote. And I know that we've talked about that card a gazillion times here. So it's no wonder that that card got, got so many votes. So I just think, I just think whoever the five people that didn't vote for that card should not be allowed to vote next year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not even a card I'm that partial to, but it's sure one I voted for. I mean, it's, it's the card. It is the card. I, and I was surprised too, because in early voting, I was watching it because I had a little bar graph that was showing me all the different, you know, who was vote or not who was voting, but, but how, you know, what cards were being voted for. And in the early voting, that was a hundred percent. And then all of a sudden it got maybe halfway through. And then it was like, uh, somebody didn't vote for it. And it got to 90 something. Then it went down a little bit more. And I went, ah, because I, I thought for sure that would be a unanimous vote, but still 87% is pretty strong. So did I. I agree with your sentiment. That's the that is the 52 mantle of racing trading cards. It's not the Wagner, but it's the mantle. Agreed. So that's how it broke down. Uh again, we appreciate everybody that voted. Um except for those five. Except well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you five people who didn't vote for the Richard Petty card. No, just you guys are never going to let me come back on the show. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, the website when you hear this hear this broadcast or you watch this broadcast, the website is going to be up. You can go to www.racingcardhof.com, and you can see. It has, has all the rules and everything of how we vote. And then you can click on uh, a little trophy that says 2024 inductees. And you, it'll show you all these cards with descriptions on there and everything. So it's at, it will be out there for everybody to look at. Or, or you can scan the QR code there, too. All right. So that's it, man. Thanks, for everybody everybody, for voting for the uh, cards you voted for for the Racing Car Hall of Fame. We appreciate it. We're going to do it next year. Uh, we'll have... Um, of course we had the 10 that got inducted. So that's 10 less than the 40. Then the bottom 10 will be out. So we'll have 20 cards that will automatically be in and we will be taking, um, taking nominations for the other 20. And of course, that's not saying that you can't re-nominate a card that got knocked off the list. So, you know, feel free to nominate whoever you want for the racing card Hall of Fame next year. And I just want to throw out that we saw some, I saw some, Oh, how come you don't have much F1 on here? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, it's a, y'all, 
make sure you get your nominations in next year. Mm-hmm. The nominations were open. There's a reason that only three F1 cards made the list. Uh, mm-hmm. They just, I mean, there weren't that many nominated. So, well, dang, John Force list- was in there, so he and he made pretty high. Yeah, I mean, so keep listening, keep paying attention, keep watching the show, keep following these guys on their social media, and then next year, submit your nominations. I mean, that's how you get that's how you get get it on the list. That's exactly how you get it on the list. And the, the cards with the most nominees, as we went through the process this past year, you know, we ranked them, and then when we got towards the bottom, it got to be where there was a lot of ties, and that's where we voted as a committee to, you know, put the whatever cards we wanted or that we saw fit that, that were the cards that should be on the list in that, in that list that, to be voted on. Yeah. All right. I guess that will wrap that up there and <clears throat> time to go to King's court. Roll the beautiful bean footage, dude. Okay, this week's King's Court. Check out the very first honorable mention here. This was on the 2nd of February, 2008 Sports Kings Founding Fathers car. It's a it's a one of one Bill France Senior Cut Signature BGS 9.5. And then they also gave the auto a nine, which I'm surprised that, that they gave it that good of a grade. But they were asking $795 for the man who founded NASCAR. They accepted a best offer of 400 bucks for that card. So I thought that was pretty neat. In fact, I never even knew this card existed till I saw it on eBay. It's like, wow, if I had known that, I mean, of course, I need a job too to pay for some of this stuff. But <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. That's you just nice. don't see it. You don't see very many Bill Frank signatures out senior signatures out there. Big Bill. No, you don't. Nope. All right. Keep All right. Going. Next up, honorable mention number two. This is on the 12th of February. Check this out, man. This is 2010 Eclipse, Richard Petty, Spellbound. And all these cards are one of ones. And from what I understand, this was a contest. And it was a giveaway from a contest that uh, apparently somebody, you know, this person won or they knew whoever won. But uh, they were asking $599.99 for this card. These cards went for a best offer of $425 for these cards. And, man, again, I wish I had some money to buy stuff like this because this is stuff that comes around once in a lifetime. This will probably go into somebody's collection and probably will not pop out for a while. If I had that, I would not take $600 for that. There's no That was cheap. And and I'm not like a petty fan like you guys are either. I just I understand and respect that just seems so low. It was very low. I mean, $425, that's less than $100 a card, man. For one of ones, you know, they're beautiful cards. And it's the king. I mean, come on. It's, it's pretty impressive. I think that was, a, like I said, a good price, man. That was a good price. It is a good price. I hate I missed it. I Again, I wish I had some money to buy it. That's, that, that's, that's, that's beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. All right. All right. So next up is our Joker of the Week. This is, again, on the 2nd of February, 
and we're going to make some comments about this. 1988 Max Race Cars Complete Uncut Sheet Set, first edition, Myrtle Beach. They were asking $2,400 for these cards or these sheets. And somebody went, click, and bought it for $2,400. Wow. Now, there's a lot of duplicate cards in here on these sheets. Now, I'm going to make some observations here. We know for a fact that these cards were not issued in 25 card sheets they were 50 card sheets if i remember correctly in fact there's one right there on the picture go back up Val, to the very first first the very first slide up there right there right so somebody had to cut these in half so technically in my opinion this is these are it's not an uncut sheet it's a sheet that's been cut in half these are sheets that have been cut in half. Uh, and not only that, the marks where they they line up the colors and, and have the colors at the top, the little color bar from the printing. I don't, I'm sure the people that print cards know what that technical term is. I do not. That's also been cut off of these cards as well. So that's not on here. So although these things are uncut, technically, it's not a uncut sheet per se. It, you know, and that's my opinion. You know, based on what I know. But they're still cool. Yeah, they're cool. I'm looking to see if there's an Earnhardt on the sheet. There's not. Yeah, I think that's... There's no pet. There's no Petty, and there's no Brett Bodine. Yeah, I'd I, I say that's uh, <clears throat> a little high, but that's just me. But yeah, the yeah. printed marks are, are missing, right? The And the... Um, like the contrast for the, the color uh, yeah, to make sure that the, the color bleeds are right. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Um, so, yeah, these, even, like I said, technically they are uncut, but as they come from the printer, they are cut because it's cut down the middle. And I, I assume somebody did that to make it more, you know, displayable, so to speak, if that's even a word. But, you can see right there, like that one you're showing right now, Val, with the, the cover cards. You, know, you can see on the back that, you know, it says printed by Shearer Press on the back. Um, so those are indeed the cover cards. And it looks like those are the, the you know, mentions 10 cover cards. So, you know, technically you could cut those up, maybe get you a bunch of PSA 10s if you wanted. But I don't think anybody would want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, that's... Hmm. Yeah. So, All right. So, yeah, that, I just want to make those comments that at least, you know, something that I noticed on there, at least in my opinion, that's what I think that's what's going on. So, anyway, congrats to whoever got it. I think it's still a cool thing. You know. Oh, it's definitely a conversation piece. Definitely. All right. So, moving on, our Jack of the Week, who is our young driver. This was the 7th of, of February. It's a 2021 Topps Chrome F1 Liam Lawson. F2 Rising Star, one of one, it says. They were asking $4,250 for this card. How much do you guys think this card went for? Let's do a little prices right, high or low. $1,500. Higher. $2,000. Higher. I'm going to say $36. A little bit lower. $34. A little higher. $35. Ding, ding, ding. $35. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, this card went for thirty five hundred bucks, man. 
I guess somebody's doing some prospecting. That or somebody is in the Lawson family. That or that. Um, I think it's a little high for somebody unproven, but you know, we've seen crazier money spent for for crazier things. So it's not out of the realm of possibility somebody would spend this kind of money. Me personally, I would not. I think it's overpriced, but still a cool card. Um, you know, congrats he is a rising star. Yeah, congrats to the seller and the buyer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow. Sometimes F F one stuff just amazes me. Well, it's it's overinflated. I mean, I, you can flame me if you want, but it's it's overinflated. It's it's pumped up way too much, in my opinion. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, our queen of the week. Go figure who this is. <laughs> this is on the thirteenth of February. 2020 National Treasures Haley Deegan Rookie Jumbo Book Sponsor Patch, it says. One of one. And this this is the only card that we're going to have tonight or today that went out for bidding. And this car, card went for $535 with 38 bids. I think that's a pretty good price. I mean, that's a great-looking patch. I agree. That's a cool-looking patch, man. All right, and that's embroidered. That's not screen on. I always love the embroidered ones. I don't know why, but they're just, just more sophisticated, I think, to me. I think so, too. I think that if if, if NASCAR, any any division of NASCAR is going to be a premier series, I, I think you need to get away from that, that silk screen crap on the uniforms, on the on the driver suits, and let's let's do embroidery work, and let's make it look really nice. So, and see, some drivers still do that. Other ones, I guess they just choose not to. Or maybe it's a sponsor thing or a team thing. I'm not sure, but I don't. I do not like the silkscreen stuff at all. Right. But yeah, that's a cool car. Congrats to whoever got it. I think they did good. Yep. All right, let's keep it going. All right, King of the Week. This is on the 9th of February. Wow, this is a beauty right here. It's a Dale Earnhardt 1999 Upper Deck SP Authentic Sign of the Times, and it's an SGC Authentic. They didn't get anything graded on it. They just wanted to get it authenticated. Now they were asking twenty four ninety nine ninety nine for this. Ken, how much did it go for? You're muted. I said I don't know. Did that thing go quickly because I never even saw that in my save searches. Um, I'm gonna say it probably went for more in the fourteen hundred range. Keep going, brother. Two thousand. Higher. More than oh, 2100 higher 233333. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't land at that, but no, that, it's lower than that. 233332. <laughs> uh, close but no cigar. We'll go ahead and tell you guys it went for 2250. Wow, yeah, wow is right. I mean that's one that's one that I don't recall seeing in a while. So I mean, that makes me want to open my '99 SP Authentic box. It does, doesn't it? But you know, you're right, Ken. You don't see a lot of these these 1999 Sign of the Times cards. You see more of the the 2000s and the other ones than you see this one. So it's kind of a toughie. I mean, it's yeah, and he's he's wearing a hat. He's got the you know he's got the gargoyles with the reflection on them. I mean, it's just an absolutely beautiful card. 
it is the autograph looks pretty nice it's got a little bit of streaks in it but if uh if you zoom in on it val you'll see at the bottom where the sign of the times is on the black it, it does have a little chipping unfortunately yeah i noticed that when i when you were talking the the corners so i think you know the authentic rage just kind of gets you in there as legit and protected yep I don't, I don't necessarily know if grading the card gives it any more value. I mean, it's not going to be a 10, so I don't know if it's a 7, 8, 9, if it matters. It's it's so rare. You never see them. Never see the 99 stuff. No, you don't. Um, I think Authentic was the way to go with this, so whoever did it, I think they did the right thing. Uh, and it looks great in that black holder, too. In that, I was that, just going to say know. that. Yeah, that's SCG. That's... Yes, GC card uh, holder looks awesome. It does. So, yeah, congrats to whoever got it. Um, I'm impressed with how much you paid for it, but I think it's probably worth it. They don't come up. Like I said, we none of us have seen it before. So, No, no. It's, it, you don't hardly see them. All right, All so right. let's move on. Uh, our Ace of the Week, which is our one of one, this was the 10th of February. And this, I'm, I'm a little perplexed with this one, okay? It's a 2022. 2022 Topps Chrome F1 Silverstone Superfractor one of one Art de Grand Prix. It's a PSA 10. I will give it that. They were asking $9,999.99 for this card. I was amazed at the offer that uh, was given and taken on this card. $6,000. Wow. Uh, that's way too much. That's there was there. I <clears throat> the F1 card group I was in. I mean, those people absolutely love these cards, though. And I'm not even talking the super fractors, they just it, these seem to be heavily collected. And I, I think it's just something that maybe just the three of us don't get. But I can say that I do recall seeing you know how popular these were, how people were trying to put the sets together. Of, Again, not necessarily the Super Fractors, but the other versions of the same card. Yeah. I mean, it, I love the artwork. Don't get me wrong. It just seems to me like it's just high for that card. But, you know, again, it's it's all in what you collect and all in what's popular and all in what you're willing to pay for something. And if you, if you want to pay $6,000 for this card, that's great. Um, I think the seller probably did pretty well on that card. Uh, but, you know, being a NASCAR guy, you know, we don't have a lot of posters and artwork and stuff like that. So maybe that's probably the reason I don't get it. And uh, but it's an amazing price. Six, six grand for that card. It, but it is a PSA 10. So I'll give it that. And, and it is kind of cool. It's just I just think it's it's just the price is just a little high to me. That, that's just my opinion. All right. All right. Last, but certainly not least, our Royal Flush, our highest priced card. This is on the 12th of February. It's um, Zhao Guan Yu. They, they, I like in the description, they put his name backwards. Zhao Guan Yu, 2022 Topps Chrome Sapphire F1. I can never pronounce this word correctly. Uh, it's Pad Pad Parasha Pad Parasha I think is somebody please correct me because I do not know how to pronounce that but it is a one of one and uh, they were asking fifteen thousand dollars for this card which 
it's a beautiful card. That card with that 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 pink ruby color is is beautiful with that with that picture. I mean, it just looks great. But listen to this. They settled on a best offer of ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, right. it's pretty though. You know, he hadn't done anything yet, uh, but you know, I'm sure there's. There's a lot of folks in in uh, his home country that probably, you know, really really love him. You know, like like we love other certain drivers, like me with Richard Petty. So if you're wanting to get that card, you're going to pay for it. So I mean, there there's certain cards that I've wanted that I know I have paid more than I should have. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a great looking card. That's I mean, that thing's beautiful. It's a PSA ten, man, and it's a one of one. Ten grand, so it's a beauty. Congrats to whoever got it, whoever sold it. Yeah, definitely. All right, that's it for this week's Kings Court, man. All righty. I think that's all I I have. I don't, have, or I have nothing more to add. If you, if when you guys do, uh, I got one thing for sure that I do want to add, and it's not any hashtags. It's picks for the Daytona 500. Real quick, who who do you guys? Pick to win, and who's your dark horse? Go, go ahead, go ahead, Val. I'll let you go first. Oh, all right. Well, thank you. They put me on the spot. Okay, so uh, Ryan Blaney and dark horse would be um, no aggression. Okay. And Ken, uh, I'm gonna take so that he can go for the Daytona Indy Double. I'm gonna pick. Kyle Larson to win the race. And my dark horse uh, is going to be Malcolm in the middle. There you go. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's that's Xfinity. So no, Frankie, <laughs> Close. no Frankie, no Frankie Muniz. I'll just, I'll throw it out there. I'll, I'll go with AJ Allmendinger. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick Kyle Busch as the winner. I think it's his year. And of course, everybody knows who my dark horse is going to be. It's going to be Ty freaking Gibbs. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm looking at. And, you know, and a while ago, when I was looking at the a little bit of the duels, it's like the Toyotas were doing pretty good. So hopefully, we'll have a good Toyota showing. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's just me. That's who I'm going to be pulling for. But I think it's going to be fun. I can't wait till Sunday. Yeah, we got a whole weekend packed here with uh, Friday night through to Sunday. So yeah, we do. All right, well, we've gone long, so we'll kind of wrap it up here. Appreciate everybody watching, listening to the podcast. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure we will talk to you plenty of times uh, this season. So, happy, yeah, to thank you. Happy, happy to come on anytime you'd like to have like me here. Yeah, a couple hashtags to throw out. Uh, hashtag RCHOF for the Racing Card Hall of Fame. Go out there and check out the website at uh, www.racingcardhof.com and hashtag skid marks and uh, let's see hashtag slapfire and that's all I got and I'm going to stop talking alright alright well this <laughs> we appreciate it again everybody watching again if you like the show hit give us a like if you really like the show subscribe we'll give you a shout out uh, leave some comments on the YouTube channel we'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out as well there and for me and Logan and Ken, we appreciate it again. And we are out of here. Catch you next week.